Welcome to the week three of the NCHSAA playoffs edition of the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined, as always, by... Spencer Turkin. We are here talking playoffs. Yes, playoffs. Jim Mora, these are the playoffs. Third round, we're at the point now where there are not nearly as many mismatches. It is, as they say in football, good on good and we are going to start with the big schools, Class 4AA West. That is West Forsyth coming to Marion Kirby Stadium on Friday night to play the Page Pirates. Uh, this is uh, the game Page needs to get past to get to somebody from Mecklenburg County, which is always the challenge of 4AA West. Yeah, this is going to be a great game. I think um, I'm picking Page by at least two touchdowns, and here's why. West Forsyth's run defense is poor. Despite the fact that they have arguably a top five defensive end in the country in any class in K.J. Henry, Mm -hmm. one man does not make a defensive front. And Javon Leak, in my my opinion, is going to carve up the defense. Uh, I think that he's going to be helped by the fact that he's got a Shrine Bowl selection, Will Jones, as his quarterback. And when you have to account for both the run and the pass, Mm -hmm. it spreads you thin. You can't stack the box with eight to stop Leak. And because of that, I'm picking Page. Yeah, and it, you know, it, and it's not just Javon Leak. As good as he is, he hasn't been 100% because of a high ankle sprain that he suffered back toward the end of the regular season at Smith. But against Dudley, it was Keandre Page and Micah Gafford, and they gashed Dudley uh, for some good runs in that game. And you know, Javon Leak has been playing some defensive back too, but uh, they've got multiple running backs who can do some damage. And against a team that does not defend the run well, uh, that is going to be a problem. Uh, if Page uh, brings their A game, which they've started slowly the last couple of weeks, first two rounds of the playoffs, but if they bring their A game from the beginning of this game, uh, I would have to agree with uh, your assessment on this one, Spencer. I think the Pirates will be either facing Matthews Butler or Charlotte Vance for a, another trip to uh uh, the NCHSAA Class 4AA Championship game next Friday. Moving to 4A West, great matchups here. Two two fantastic semifinals. First one, we've got Charlotte Catholic, uh, 12-1 going to East Forsyth, 12-1. And then the other one, 12-1 Dudley going to 12-1 Davie County. Uh, this, this one, it's not just these games, but the matchup of the winners of these two games. This is some good football. Yeah, uh... Class 4A is providing the most compelling storyline for us in the triad right Definitely. now. Um, Dudley going to Davy is going to be nasty. I mean, gloves off, punch them in the jaw, uh, don't stop until one of them is knocked out cold football. And I have to think that the Panthers are going to be the ones who are doing the punching to the War Eagles. And not literally, because we already had an incident this year where uh, a Panther was accused of punching somebody when it really didn't happen. The video evidence indicated otherwise. And uh, and so well, I'm assuming that that young man, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, attendant hooker, uh, is probably going to throw a touchdown on his first pass of the game uh, just to remind the War Eagles that he is the number one quarterback in the state of North Carolina this year. And uh, he has only one thing on his mind, and that is a championship ring. That game should be very emotional. Uh, the Panthers have to go to Davie, go to Moxville again. They won there uh, back on September 2nd. It was 32-6 to final. It was 7-6 when uh, Hendon Hooker was disqualified from that game, and uh, Richard 
quad Monroe the fourth came in and did a really nice job for Dudley, but their defense just physically overwhelmed Davie County in the second half of that game. Uh, they were a little banged up on defense. DJ Crossan has not been playing the last few weeks. They hope to get him back this week. Uh, last week, Breon Seagraves left their game against Watauga briefly with a uh, banged up left shoulder. Nigel Peel came out for a little bit. Their great linebacker with a right ankle that needed to be retaped, but... If they can walk, they're going to be playing in this one, and they are going to be looking to go 2-0 this season against Davie County. And if they were to win that one, uh, they are either going to play a very good Charlotte Catholic team that has won 12 in a row since losing its opener to Charlotte Christian, or a very good East Versailles team that is 12-1 with its only loss coming to Page. Uh, that half of uh, that bracket is not any easier. It might even be a little tougher. That Charlotte Catholic team running the wing tee uh, will be a huge challenge. They're very disciplined. They're very strong. Uh, but East Forsyth is playing really, really good football since Brandon Bullen settled in at quarterback. The quarterback controversy went away. And he, he has the playmakers. He just has to make plays, and he's been doing that. Yeah, this is going to be a slugfest. I mean, these two teams are physical they're strong. They they just get it. And uh, Joe, as you know, Charlotte Catholic has been running the same system now for over fifty years. Uh, it, it, it works. Coaches obviously. change, but uh, the system stays yeah. the same, and yes. the story stays the same. They're in it to win it. And uh, East has East has one thing on their mind, and that is their loss to Mallard Creek last year. And if they don't make it back to at least the regional final, right? Uh, in my opinion, and and I'll explain myself afterward. In my opinion, this year's a disappointment, mm -hmm. and that is not to put more pressure on the young men and on Coach Willard and his staff. It is to say where that program is right now. Right. That is the expectation, not and not to say that if they don't, it's going to be you know that the kids should be ashamed of themselves. They should hang their heads. That's right. not what I'm saying. But the bottom line is that right now, in Kernersville, the expectation is regional final or bust. But really, in that locker room, it's ring or bust. Mm -hmm. And they've got the players to do it. Uh, Christian Beal has really picked up his game. A great running back who set it to Wake Forest next year. He's picked up his game in the playoffs. And they and Dudley, if that's, if that's the matchup in the regional final, probably have the two best secondaries in the state. There are so many very, very good future Division One players on those two teams in the secondaries. Uh, Madison Cohn, Khalid Martin for East Forsyth are where you start on that one. And Madison Cohn's been a, a big factor on offense. He doesn't get a ton of snaps on offense for them, but when he's in the game, he's a big play threat. You know, Dudley, you've got Breon Seagraves, DJ Crossett, Miles White. I mean, they're they're all Division One players, and uh, Seagraves and White have been great in the postseason so far this year. That that that's just there's going to be so much talent on the field in, in if we get that matchup. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, if Dudley and East Forsyth are playing each other. East Forsyth's practice field will be a very busy helipad for that game. There will be college coaches running through there. Like, oh, yeah. No tomorrow. Yeah. Great talent on both teams, underclassmen. Moving on to Class 3AA, where Eastern Guilford continues uh, the best season they've had. They won a state championship in 1981 when they were 
there were kind of split championships and it was a little bit of a different format. But 13-0 and for the first time in school history. And they get a Western Alamance team this week that is 11-2. and uh, The only two losses for Western Alamance were by one point to Matthews Butler. So you know Western Alamance is not afraid to challenge themselves. And a 31-26 loss to Eastern Guilford that essentially determined their Mid-State 3A Conference Championship. That was back on October 21st. And, you know... These teams are meeting again. I talked to Coach Doug Robertson at Eastern and one of his players, Spencer Clapp, uh, a few days ago for a video that will be on our website, our Inside Slant feature this week. And they know all about Western Alamance. There is uh, a healthy respect between those two programs, but also a healthy dislike of each other. And you know they knew that there was a really good chance that they were going to be facing uh, Western Alamance again at some point, and maybe even Eastern Alamance, but... Uh, the Eagles were eliminated in the second round. Uh, the first game, Eastern Guilford pretty much had that game under control. It appeared was up uh, significantly with about four minutes to go, was trying to run out the clock and seemed to be doing it. There were a couple of strange penalty calls that went against them. They ended up having a punt. Western Alamance drives the field quickly and scores, recovers an onside kick, drives down again, and with less than 30 seconds to go, had first a goal at the nine, threw it into the end zone to uh, Darius Pinnix, their uh, wide receiver, H-back, occasional Wildcat quarterback, Shrine Bowl uh, commitment from them, and they went to him, and Bryant Barr made a one-handed spectacular interception for Eastern Guilford the end zone to preserve the win. Barr is playing great football. He's also a quarterback. He splits duties with Dominique Graves there. They're a great defensive team, and Doug Robertson told me this, and you, you kind of knew it anyway. The difference this year is their offense has been much better. If they can throw the ball well, consistently, they will beat Western Alamance, and they may not be stopped short of a state championship. Uh, the stars have aligned for Eastern Guilford. This is their year. Uh, I, there's a chance that in the regional final next week that we could have two guys off of the Jimmy Teague coaching tree and Jimmy Teague himself in the regional finals, yes. and they could all very well make it to a state championship game. Yes, and speaking of that coaching tree, the next stop on our trip through the schedule this week, Class 3A East, Southern Guilford 11-2 and at home against Rocky Mount 11-2. and Rocky Mount pulled an upset. Uh, that is Earl Bates coaching Southern Guilford, and he knows about Rocky Mount. He was at Moorhead last season, and Moorhead was beaten in this same round of the playoffs on a great run by Rocky Mount. Southern, I mean, I'm sorry, Moorhead had that game under control, let it get away late. Rocky Mount beat them and went on to win a state championship. He's got a chance to face that same Rocky Mount team again and put that behind them. A lot like Eastern Guilford, Southern Guilford, a very, very good defensive team, solid fundamentally, not as explosive offensively as Eastern Guilford, but they're playing really good football right now, believing. And Daryl Brown went on to Grimsley. He and, and his his family built a great program at Southern Guilford, and Earl Bates has picked up right where they left off, and it is still a very good football program at Southern Guilford. Rocky Mount will be a challenge, no question, but uh, they're rolling. They're playing good football, and they're believing. They are, and uh, I'm excited to see how this one really turns out. I, uh, look, I, right now, I have the regular season belt on my desk, so uh, I have nothing and to lose. And you can wear it proudly. I have picked – I have sw- – done the clean sweep of all of our schools in in our region 
And I, I would tend to agree with that. I haven't finalized my picks yet, but the last one we're going to talk about, talked about that Jimmy T coaching tree, we stop at Reedsville. 13-0 Reedsville. Uh, they are the number one seed in Class 2A West. They are home against an 11-2 North Rowan team. This is, this is more of a test. This is the first time that Reedsville is really going to be pushed a little bit in the playoffs. Uh, they went from September until uh, the second round of the playoffs without being scored upon. Uh, they are a very, very good football team. They would be competitive in 3A, in 3AA. Uh, this is a team that they've been building toward for a few years. A very steady quarterback, Tanner Wilson, who's thrown 34 touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, he's more of a game manager than those numbers indicate, uh, but he's got a lot of talent around him, and they have a great defense led by Brandon Lee, defensive end, who spends most nights in the opponent's backfield. They've got a great kick returner in Austin Chestnut, who has six punt return TDs this year. Uh, they are a very, very good football team, and the one really good bit of news for them this year is that Shelby is in 2AA. That's their rival, the team that they always seem to run into in the playoffs. They are in Reedsville's in 2A. They're not going to have to deal with them, but after from this point on, there are no easy games in the playoffs, but this Reedsville team is very good. If they give up 20 points this week, I'll be disappointed. And they probably would too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that is our look at this week's playoff games for all of your print coverage of high school sports. The news and record is the place to go. Online, our website for high schools, hsextra.com. I will be at the Dudley game in Moxville on Friday night. We will also have coverage of Page uh, and Eastern Guilford and Southern Guilford. And for uh, my Twitter feed to follow that game and other high school sports news, it is at Joe Serrera NR. And Spencer's Twitter feed is at Turkin35. Thank you once again for listening.